This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Alright, so, something, something I think we should acknowledge. We're all together in the same room for the first time since before we actually launched Curio. Yeah. Uh, because we recorded like those three episodes worth of material and then T left on a European jaunt for six weeks. That I did. Why don't you tell the people where you've been a little bit? Well, I flew first to Doha in Qatar. Not that much detail. Not under that much economic <laughs> siege. Uh, no. But yeah, basically Western Europe, UK, lots of fun times. Bit of Contigi, bit of more chill travel. Lots of medieval fantasy settings. Yeah. Are you feeling inspired? I am. I grew a beard. I grew a nice dwarven fighter beard whilst I was on holiday. We'll and put pictures of the beard on the blog. You've actually <laughs> all got enormous beards right now. That's true, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Couple of Why are you letting the team down? <laughs> yeah, screw <Yeah. laughs> that beard. Where was the best place? Uh, some of the best places, uh, going up Mount Snowdon in Wales. That was really cool. Edinburgh nice. is just lovely. And there's a cool like Game of Thrones pop-up bar that I went to. That was a lot of fun. Sorry, what's... Game of Thrones, did you say? Yeah, it's this uh, little independent TV show. Oh. That, um, it's made actually by an American company, but yeah. in Northern Ireland, because it's such a small American company, they couldn't f- afford to film in America. Oh, right, of course. Right, so yeah. they just like followed the heritage of like exporting labor to Ireland, I guess, yeah. which is a common practice. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's great. I'm glad yeah, yeah. that you got to see it. But what's it about? It sounds like it's about like uh, some kind of game. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like if you picture um, bowling, but instead of like a bowling ball, you mm-hmm. actually throw a throne at the skittle. Oh, wow! And it's just like the competitive world surrounding. Yeah, this like game. how much damage can you do with the throne? Okay, know? wow, that sounds like something I'd be really into. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it, but we should move quickly yeah. on. And I think they've got actually... to adapt it into a novel. Actually. Hang on, the statistics are coming in. We've lost all our listeners. <laughs> yeah, they're all. That's it. Wait. That's the last one. Well, I mean, funny that you should say that, because I'm looking at Twitter right now, and uh, I have something that I would like to share with you all, which is in, in contrast to what you've just said. We just had a retweet on a post that Curio Network made, uh, at Curio Network, get at us, check it out, uh, and it's from a person named Autumn Bauer, uh, at Autumn Bauer 16. Uh, I clicked through to Autumn Bauer's profile, and her most recent tweet... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of, like, Twitter sex bots, but, like, there are lots of sex bots on Twitter that will just, like, follow you and, like, retweet your shit. Her most recent tweet is, somebody, comma, push me on a dick, comma, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently that's the kind of heat that we're bringing. uh, Somebody needs some help, goddammit. Somebody, please. (laughs) (laughs) me on a dick please <laughs> i can't find one. Oh god um so there you go that's one of our biggest fans shout out to autumn bauer that's at, at autumn bauer 16 yeah yeah mm. we should uh we should we should move right along welcome back to how to win loot and influence dragons uh i am as always ben McAllister, your friendly dungeon master uh i'm jackson usage and i'm playing jody mastana very good i'm thomas owen and as previously playing Duncan. 
I'm Grace Chapel, and I'm playing Drazilia. Fantastic. So, uh, I don't know if you guys remember where we're up to, because it's been so long since we played. When we last left our heroes, travelling through Carthus, the world at war, they had escaped into the Ashwood after a frantic wagon chase where they lost the scholar Valeria. They were pursued, and managed to best some of the soldiers that had been tracking them, before opening the journal that Valeria had left for them. A magical missive imbued in the text informed the party that Valeria was a member of a clandestine group of scholars searching for lost knowledge about a mysterious group known as the Cine. Her research had concluded that important, powerful, and potentially dangerous knowledge, as well as objects known only as pieces, were scattered around the world. To complicate things, Valeria's message implied that the force of soldiers in black that had been pursuing the party were in fact servants of the king, who appear to want the knowledge of the Cine for reasons unknown. Our heroes ultimately decided to honour Valeria's final request that they bring the journal to her associates at the university, but not before stopping off along the way to try and verify some of the information. After travelling further through the Ashwood, the group encountered some black-clad soldiers shaking down a group of refugees. The heroes bested the soldiers, and through the cunning use of beguiling magic, managed to take their leader hostage. The party advanced to level 3, but there'll be time for that later. Drasilia's charm spell will only last one hour, and there's much they wish to learn from their captive, Tabsworth. Uh, and that is immediately where we are. So I'm going to say it's been, you know, maybe a couple of minutes, but you've got, like, the better part of an hour to talk to Tabsworth. And uh, Tabsworth comes back into the clearing, I'll say, and he sees that, like, you've killed all of his friends, and he's just kind of like, whoa, what did you do that for? Yes, look, sorry, mate. But um, moving on to other topics <laughs> of interest, um, <laughs> tell us what faction do you belong to? Okay, so I will say at this point, he is charmed. That does not mean he has ingested truth serum. What it actually means is you have advantage on all conversation roles to convince him to do shit. He is, like, quite agreeable, uh, just in general, but, like, he is also, like, a member of, you know, this group, and he's, like, a military guy, and he's not just going to tell you everything for free. All right, so I'm going to make a persuasion Persuasion check. Sounds good. Okay, yep. So, um, buddy, tell us who you work for. Oh, dear. Um, yep. So that's all up 22. Okay, very good. He goes, well, I'm not really supposed to tell anyone about this, but I guess you guys are my friends now. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yes, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha! <laughs> my name's Tabsworth. <laughs> I work... Easy mistake. Yeah, I get it all the time. <laughs> Tabitha's my sister. <laughs> People have been mixing us up my whole life. All right, is we don't Tabitha need you. Tabitha your first name? Yes. Do you have a surname, or are we living yeah. in a society where not everyone has surnames? My surname is Tabsworth. <laughs> You're Tabsworth Tabsworth. Yes. And your sister is Tabitha Tabsworth. That's right. <laughs> but back to the point at hand, <laughs> my good friend Duncan. Yes. Uh, oh, right, by the way, my name's Tabsworth Tabsworth, <laughs> and I work for a group known as the Maestra. We're an elite shock division of uh, the King's Army. What does Maestra mean? It's just a name, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tabsworth mean anything, or is that just a name? Too? Let the names go, dude. <laughs> anything else you guys want to ask this guy? What are the king's men doing, like, robbing innocent peasants? Well, we were part of a larger group that was tracking down uh, 
a scholar and some muscle on the road, but then most of us uh, ran into some trouble, and we've been moving through the woods the last few days trying to find them. And, uh, well, we saw an opportunity to get some food out of these guys. And at this point, Andrea comes over and she says, That's right, they tried to shake us down for what little things we had. We should kill him. We have to kill him now. She's brandishing her spear. And uh, she's standing sort of at the head of this. Yeah, I guess we should we should reiterate. This little clearing that you're in, bunch of dead bodies. I'm going to say like 12 or so kind of like scared, huddled refugees. And you're standing with uh, like <clears throat> Tabsworth, I don't know, wherever you want in the clearing. Uh, and, and Andrea's there as well. Uh, I'll kind of step over just to make sure that uh, Andrea doesn't have a direct line to him. <laughs> kind of like, uh, let's hold off there, Andrea. We're still going to be able to get some useful information out of him. Uh, she kind of like taps her foot and is just kind of like, as long as when you're done with him, we do the right thing. I think Jody sort of says forward and like, is the right thing killing someone in cold blood? That's essentially what he would have done to us uh, by taking our supplies. We already have so little. Yeah, I just thought, like, Jody's sort of not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> not super jazzed about the project of being like, thanks for the information, uh, here's a sword to the throat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's up to you guys how you end up wanting to resolve mm. that, but you're, mm. still, you're still talking to this guy, so what else do you want to find out from him? I, I, I don't know. At, at a certain point, we've sort of figured out that it's the king, that, so we've got Valeria on one side and her mm-hmm. academics. And then, and like, the specifically king. this, like, elite faction mm. of troops within the army. This is not just, like, regular soldiers. Because mm. an elite faction could either be working covertly for the king in such a way that they are pursuing the state's interests, or conceivably an elite faction could be trying to organise a coup. Mm. A lot of historical basis for that. Is this in character? <coughs> <laughs> Not unless it has anything to do with stonework, which I would have advantage on the history of stonework. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't think that's come up. Is uh, it never does. <laughs> I have seen dwarves use that ability before to like be like. I should have used it in that templey thing. Where yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I'm gonna use that, that next right time. Wide open. Yeah. Next temple. Um, yeah, is there anything else anyone wants to know from this person? Like, I mean, yeah, we can ask what, see if he knew, knows what um, they wanted with Valeria. At this point, does, does this person know our name or anything? No, he doesn't even know that we were the people they were looking for, presumably. Yes. Otherwise they would have. Well, he might be able to put it together. I turn to him and I say, do you know who we are? <laughs> <laughs> he says, well, uh... I hadn't really been thinking about it, to be honest, while you were killing all of my friends, but uh, we were tracking down the scholar known as Valeria from the university, and we knew she'd hired some extra muscle. And then he, he kind of takes a long, hard look at Garrick, and uh, natural 20s is inside check. And he's just like, come to think of it, I guess you're uh, one of her known associates, right? You're Garrick. And Garrick says, oh, you mind your own business. <laughs> so this guy, and then kind of like takes a few steps away and uh, puts his hand on his sword. I'm going to just pull Duncan out of the way of um, this warrior lady <laughs> and just, like, give her the, give her the old wink. <laughs> yeah, Jody then steps right where Duncan was standing and he's just looking at everyone like, what the fuck is wrong with him? I'm also trained in insight and perception, so you're not getting away with that shit. <laughs> 
So, all right. If I'm now, if I understand strictly, we've kind of got like a standoff here. Yeah. Because Garrick is like looking all broody and like holding his sword, and Andrea is like holding her spear, and Drazili is like beckoning someone to go murder, and the two of you are both like, whoa, whoa, slow down. So, uh, how are we resolving this? We can't mm. let him get back to the city and reveal our identity as working with Valeria. We could I'm take sorry, him with but... us. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just gonna add to your party, like every yeah. every minute you can if you want, dude. We <coughs> we can't really risk letting him go. But surely we cannot become such murderers. Killing in cold blood, not for me. <laughs> I love this, Garrick. Uh, <clears throat> and looks back at me and says, "Well, if these are the people that were chasing down Valeria, I reckon it's for me. I'll do it." And Andrea says. Something needs to be done. Uh, you've got no shortage of people willing to do the job. What does Duncan as a character know about the judicial systems of this country? <laughs> <laughs> what does Duncan want to know about the judicial systems of this country? Is there some essentially legal way for us to kind of have a trial right now and, oh. like, legally execute him? You know? You oh, you know what? You know what? This is what I'm suggesting as a player playing Duncan. Let me know if this gels with your whole world. But I'm suggesting that there are probably military laws about trying to shake down civilians for food. It's like a war crime. And it's a war crime and he needs to be executed for it legally. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, Duncan would know that uh, that this would be like frowned upon behaviour for like regular troops in the war, you don't necessarily know what kind of, like, rules do or do not apply to these, like, elite, essentially clandestine agents. You've never heard of this group, for what it's worth. Like, you don't know what they are and are not authorised to do. Well, then I suggest at the very least we take him prisoner until we can verify his claims. Um, yeah, Jody nods in agreement. Okay. Um, Garrick is going to react along the lines of, like, I'm happy to follow you on this one, if that's what you all think is best. But uh, I'd be happy to sort this out right now. By the sounds of things, we're wanted men and lady at this point. Like, the king's men were after us. What judiciary system are you going to hand him over to? Well, it needs to be a con of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your plan here? Is it like a get him to the Greek scenario? I mean, even <laughs> if the Greek is even if we jail? well, how about this? How about we? Escort Andrea and Tabsworth, Tabsworth to the nearest town with a court and watch Andrea take him into the court, except then they'll know where we were recently. So I'll say what's happening at this point is uh, you've, you've all kind of got different opinions about what to do with this guy. Garrick wants to kill him in vengeance. Andrea also wants to kill him in vengeance. Drazilia just does not care. Duncan wants to get him tried, and Jody's anti-violence. But once you start talking about this idea that seems to sort of have at least the four of you guys on side, which is to like bring him somewhere to get him tried for whatever crimes he may or may not have committed, Andrea's resolve sort of starts to weaken. She sort of realizes that she's heavily outgunned here, and she's incredibly nervous at this. And she's saying, "Look, I don't want to get involved with any authorities. You don't understand. The entire way we've been coming from the war zone, where our village was destroyed." We've been shaken down at every turn. We've run into all kinds of magical and mundane atrocities. 
and uh, we're looking for sanctuary. And I, I don't want anything to do with this government, especially if uh, these people do work for them. So Ooh. I don't care what you do with them. We'll go our separate ways. Jody is actually anti-illegal immigration, so he comes down hard. <laughs> That's very much a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Which nation are you from? Uh, she'll, she'll tell you that they're from a village like quite near the front, and they are part of the kingdom of Carthus. And they'd been in this little valley... Uh, which became, like, a, a really hotly contested war zone. And, like, a lot of their little village got destroyed and they just, like, fled for sanctuary back into the kingdom. But, you know, they've, they've run into some troubles along the way. I suppose she might do this in character. We've been travelling for weeks now from the front lines back towards... back into the kingdom, and uh, we've run into a lot of hardships along the way. I'm the last warrior left of our group. We've lost a lot of friends and we've lost a lot of good people. And, uh... We were initially travelling with a larger group of refugees towards this town that's rumoured to be somewhere deep in the wood, known as Sanctuary, uh, which is apparently taking in refugees from the war, and it's reasonably secluded and away from uh, the control of uh, the government. Who's in charge in Sanctuary? I'm given to understand that it's run by uh, some monks. Do you know who the monks worship? I'm not sure. All I've heard is that they're taking in refugees and helping them. How far away is it from here? She pulls out this little uh, crudely drawn map that she has. It seems like it's uh, a good two or three days' walk from here. Are we having this conversation in front of Tabsworth, by the way? I, that's up to you guys. I guess we probably are. If is it possible that this specific conversation has been Andrea like sort of talking to us away from exactly that? <coughs> because sure. if she's afraid of government, she's probably not going to be like mm. this is where we're heading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's afraid of government because, as she explains, like this isn't the first time anyone's tried to shake them down, and it's not just like these guys who are directly working for the king. It's like abandoning soldiers that mm. they've run into, like deserters that you guys yeah. ran into at yeah. one point as well, yeah. mm. and they're just like they just want to like go to this little place and just hang out. They don't want to deal with shit. As she's well, as she's talking, and maybe like Jody turns to Duncan and is like, in your experience, how effective would something like false intel be? What if we give this man false intel and let him go? False intel could be useful. A little bit of counter intel. I love this. But probably the best way to do it is to pretend we're taking him with us somewhere and you know, accidentally let him go. We just want to make sure he doesn't kill us while we accidentally <laughs> let him go. <coughs> we, we, we simply take his weapons. We say we are taking him elsewhere, that these people are going uh, to a different location. We let him go. We give chase for a bit. Even if we say we're taking him somewhere and as soon as he runs, we just change course to somewhere else. Exactly. Simple as that. Sure. I Let's mean, do it. What sort I mean, of intel would you want to leak? Well, no, I reckon the intel that we leak is that where we we're going. Yeah. We tell Andrea in front of him that we'll take him to court in Town X, mm-hmm. and as soon as he runs whilst mm-hmm. we're asleep on watch, we divert to Town Y. Okay. This seems like a fine plan to me. Uh, <clears throat> and it's a verbal stunt. <laughs> okay so are we gonna assume that like that's your decision you've decided that you're gonna um, i guess can we like does garrick like weigh in on that is is that does that sit easier with him or uh garrick 
<clears throat> has like pretty strong feelings about wanting to bring this guy to justice, but he's convinced of the value of this plan mm. in terms of helping you guys get away. So I'll say you're able to convince him that this is the best way mm. to go. And Andrea has like realizing that she's not going to be able to sway you guys. Uh, kind of just wants to be left alone, so she's she's kind of up for it as well. Um, especially if it'll help them get away, which mm. is what she wants to do. Should we um, tie him up with some of our enormous amounts of leather and chain? Very good. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, no, because we need him to be able to run away. Yeah, like so. What if we like I would, like tie him up poorly, sort of thing, or something like that, and then like because he won't try it while we're all awake. No. So even if yeah. he realizes yeah. right away that we've done a bad job, he's going to wait till night. Mm. Alright, I'll tie him up poorly, and he'll just assume that it's because I'm a woman and don't know how to tie things, Dude, and then he nice. won't question. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Nice. So, maybe, because you get an advantage on persuasion checks, you can probably persuade him of where we're going, I guess, essentially, and then, it's does that make sense? deception, really. Yeah, true. Because mm. you want to say to Andrea, yeah. we're taking him here. But Andrea can be in it, though. Yeah, I guess. So we can tell Andrea yeah. that... Um, you get advantages on speech, uh, on conversation well, stuff, which is, which is deception. Yeah. Because have, you'll believe okay. it before the charm runs off. Yeah, exactly. So we, get, we, yeah. Do, we do it now. Um, and you have a guidance. And then say that we are taking him to this town on the way to somewhere else. Okay. Got it. Is there uh, a location nearby that would serve as a decoy? I assume we want to tell him we're going in the opposite direction to where we're actually going. In which case, the nearest town back that way is Ashbrook, which is where we've come from. What if we also tell Andrea, if we say to Andrea, we'll take him to the law courts in Ashbrook before we head to the Eastern League? Mm. So that they're just completely... Nice. Mm. Yeah. Completely Definitely. thrown off. I don't yeah. hate this idea. This yeah. is right. pretty neat. <clears throat> I turn back to Andrea and I say, farewell. Um, we're glad that we could have helped you. Wait, hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, I, I, What's we going on everyone, yeah, so we um, shuffle everyone back. Wait, before, before you get back to Andrew, says, and, uh, what's your plan after that? To be frank, <laughs> we're not going to tell you. I don't suppose there's any way I could, uh, convince you to help us out one more time. How? Well, as I said, we've got a few extra days of travel before we make it to Sanctuary, and I'm the last fighter we have left. Sorry, I thought you were going to say... Push me on a dick. <laughs> Please, somebody, push me on a dick. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, never. No. She says, uh, I hate to ask, but uh, if we run into another conflict like that, I don't know what I can do about it. We should probably discuss with one another. Mm-hmm. I think yes. <laughs> Of course you do. Um, <laughs> I worry about just getting found out again, but bugger it, I think we should. Which direction is it in? Is it the way we're heading? It is, yeah. Well, I guess... Close enough to, sort of like a relatively well, minor diversion. I mean, you're kind of like not following the road. Yeah. Because you're mm. deliberately avoiding it, so like... Are we heading kind of north? You're heading kind of west. Okay. Okay, what if... Because <clears throat> they're a reasonably large party, right? What if we head back in the towards Ashbrook as per the plan and send them on their way and then once we lose mm. what's his face we'll catch back up with them yep sounds good yeah cool so that's the that's our plan yeah so you guys are like you're gonna go help these guys yeah, yeah. you don't you don't have to yeah by any means I mean <clears throat> Jody, for example like it's a good line right 
yes. Neutral good. Yeah. Um, and you're lawful good, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, like, going to check out some monks who Jody probably hasn't seen in some years, helping people, mm-hmm. giving them, san- like, giving a helpless sanctuary is probably something he thinks is pretty neat and probably wouldn't mind checking mm-hmm. out. Are you from the sanctuary? Sorry? Are you from sanctuary? No, 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 no. But as in, I... So he had, I haven't really been in contact with other monks in yeah, my yeah, sort of yeah. year sort of thing. Well, Drusilla doesn't mind as long as it's on the way. <laughs> as long as it doesn't actively disadvantage yeah. her in any way. <laughs> as long as it doesn't detract from even the slightest of things that she wants to accomplish in her life. Cool. Yeah. Okay, this is a cool plan. So you guys head back over to where Tabsworth is at, and I guess you can now do this farce of a conversation that you're talking about doing, so go ahead. Um, we're glad that we could have assisted you. Andrea. Andrea, good luck on your journey, but we must take this criminal back um, from whence he came. To the law courts. <laughs> to the nearest law courts in, in Ashbrook. Ashbrook. <laughs> Before we head to the Eastern League. <laughs> yeah. Because you know it's on our way anyway, because we're going to the Eastern League. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, uh, go ahead and no make, worries at all. Now you've got the subject check with advantage. 24. Okay, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, Tabsworth is kind of like... Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> and uh, Andrea's like, thank you again. We won't forget it. And uh, she turns back to her people and she says, all right, it's time to go. And uh, they're all kind of like filing out of the clearing now and they're like walking past you and a couple of them are kind of like nodding and thanking you for your help. They're mostly, you notice, like either like wounded or like older or young. There's no one else like fit to fight in their party other than Andrea. And she nods at you guys as she exits the clearing. And then uh, it's just the four of you hanging out with this Tabsworth boy. And Garrick says, well, if we're going to make it back to Ashbrook, uh, we should start moving. We head back to Ashbrook. I try yeah. his hands first. Very good. So uh, I'm going to say, while we do that, let's handle that level up really quickly now that we resolve hey. that thing. So you guys are level three. Let's get that y- out of the y- way. Y- 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 are we ro- rolling? We're rolling, aren't we? For yeah, the yeah. old. So what are you? Once. Yeah, let's do a hit point roll first. So you're a d10. Yeah. Well, I rolled a zero, which I believe is the ten, ten. right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking that one. Yeah, nice. Take that ten. Very good. And uh, Jacko, what's Jody's hit dice? Uh, d8. Okay. Uh, I'll take yours. I got a three. Oh fuck. What did you get? <laughs> better, but yeah. still, still better. shitty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what about you guys? You're a D6, right? Your sweet con. I'll take mine. What did you get? I got a six. Fuck me! So you've got 27 hit points. That's right. That's Jesus. More hit points than I. <laughs> <laughs> How many hit points does Jody have? Uh, 24. Okay, that's not bad. And what about uh, Duncan? 35, man. Yeah, you guys both rolled max. Hey, that's just then I did. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens at level three for Duncan? Well, I've chosen my martial architect archetype, which I think is the only thing I get at level three as a fighter. Yeah, yeah, proficiency is the same. It's literally just martial archetype, and my choices are a champion, battlemaster, and eldritch knight. Got to be the battlemaster for uh, the whole tactical operator vibe. Yeah, that's definitely Duncan. I think it's very on brand for Duncan. I, I would say that 
Um, I mean, like, Battle Master is a very cool finding type, so you basically get, like, all these different maneuvers and stuff yeah. that you can use, right? Like, do you know what I maneuvers do, you're going to do? I do, not take? yet. Oh, are you sure you don't get maneuvers? I think you might. Oh, I do! Oh, that's so funny. I So, it's got, like, your features listed. You get combat superiority at third level, yeah. which is the maneuvers and things, but you also get student of war, mm. and I skipped down to that and <laughs> saw that... So, student of war, which is also under Battle Master, is at third level, you gain proficiency with one type of artisan's tools. Right. Nice. And so I thought that was what I was getting this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you also get those. I also so, get the maneuvers. So what do your yeah. maneuvers do? Um, I learned three maneuvers, and I get, like, superiority dice, which I can use to use the maneuvers. Yeah, feel free to pick those later, but the maneuvers just read out what a couple of them are, for example. I can get things like evasive footwork, or, like, I can use, like, a riposte. Riposte? Yeah, I would say. And, uh, like, a trip attack. There's like a parry, right, as well? There's a parry, yeah, a menacing cool. attack. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. That'll be doing common. Nothing else at level 3? No, nah, that's all. Do you know what happens to Jody at level 3? Uh, I specialize as a monk. So I am going down the... There's three uh, monastic traditions for monks. The ones we have here are Way of the Open Hand, um, which is kind of like your martial art uh, expert, essentially. Way of the Four Elements, so you get some elemental magic, essentially. It's a little bit like a druid. And also Way of Shadow, so a bit more stealthy and that sort of thing. Um, but I think Jody, in dedication to his love of stunts, is probably going to go open hand, uh, become a true martial artist, as, as, you, as, as, as it were. Um, which essentially for third level means that when I use my Flurry of Blows, if one of them hits, I can impose one of the following effects. So if they fail a deck saving throw, they get knock prone, or... I can make them make a strength saving throw, and if they fail, they get pushed 15 feet away from me, or they can't take reactions. Um, I've also sort of buried the lead here, because uh, I can now deflect missiles. <laughs> so, if someone shoots an arrow at me, I can mm. use a reaction, and a whole bunch of dice rolling, but if I get the damage down to zero, I catch the arrow. And, <laughs> if I want, I can spend a key point and send it right back with proficiency. Man, that's oh so God. amazing. The stunts are going to get out of hand! <laughs> the stunts on this boy are going to get so good! Are those the important things we need to know about, Jody? <laughs> pretty pretty very much. Very cool, very cool. Feel free to just, yeah, tell us about those monk class mm-hmm. features when they are relevant. But we'll good do. to know. What happens to Drazilia at uh, level 3? Oh, I've got to Gracie? choose my spells now. Okay, so you learn a new spell, or two new spells or something? Two new spells, yeah. Yeah, so you, I think it's actually, you learn one new spell and you can swap out one of your old spells, because you know, like, four now, right? Yes, And you previously yes, knew yes. three. So you're allowed to swap out one every time you, like, get a new spell, and you can also learn a new one. So, and you've got more spell slots. Does anything happen with metamagic at level 3? Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> so metamagic is using your sorcery points to alter like the shape of your spells in a sense. So you can empower them, or you can, uh, which means you increase the, the strength of them, or you can twin a spell. So that's like casting it at uh, a single, um, a sing- like so rather than casting a spell at one person, you can cast that same spell at two people, and it doesn't cost you extra slots, just um, sorcery points. Wow. Um, so there's a whole list of them. I think yeah. you can take two of them at third level, and then as you can keep leveling, you can take a few more. Yeah, exactly. So similar to okay. T's Battlemaster thing, where he has these superiority dice that he can spend on different maneuvers, you have these sorcery points that you can spend to do different shit to your spells. Right, have, you, have you given any thought to what kind of spells you might want to take? Yes, I have. Okay, proceed. Well, I was having a little look-see, and I happened to notice that there is a second level spell called Cloud of Daggers, and we know how does it feels about daggers. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. That's great. And uh, um, I think I might take Invisibility as well. 
which That's is good. Yeah. yeah, is that second level? It is. Jeez. All right, there you go. So invisibility and card attacks. And what are you forgetting of your first level spells? Which one are you gonna? Oh, I dropped um, charm person. Oh wow! Even though yeah. it's been so useful for you so far. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't want to drop shield or magic missile. So fair enough. That makes both, all the sense. Yeah. <laughs> both very good. Cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for quickened spell, which means I can cast a spell as a bonus action mm -hmm. if I use two points. And twin spell. Fantastic. Uh, good to know. So, uh, okay, now that we've handled your level up, and Garrick's leveled up as well, he's also level three now, but I'm not gonna bother going into what he gets. Do we, is there something that we notice about, like, sort of thing, or like. Uh, okay, I'll tell you that when you're, like, taking the weapons away from Tabsworth, 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 as it were, uh, one of the things that Tabsworth, Tabsworth has on him is a rapier. And Garrick says, uh, it's all the same to you guys, I might uh, hold on to this. Do you reckon he uh, might have multi-classed? So, <laughs> so we're gonna march on. Yeah. So, uh, do, do, do. I guess it was like like mid-afternoon when you came across this clearing, and I'll say in the time that you guys have been packing up your stuff and taking away the stuff, I'll say charm person wears off on Tabsworth, and he knows immediately that you've charmed him, and he's just like, "You tricky bastard! <laughs> I can't believe you did that." Better believe it, boy. <laughs> he just says, "I'm going to kill all of you. I'll have you know." Oh, hang on. He knows that we charmed him. Yeah. Not, I, I kind of like got confused for a second. I thought you meant like he's already figured out that we're <laughs> gonna like deliberately let him go. And yeah, I'm the smartest man yeah. in the army. I'm the yeah. world's greatest detective. Yeah. My name's Tabsworth Tabsworth. You may have heard of me. <laughs> he just wants to let you know that he's gonna kill all of you. Cool. The first chance he gets. Noted. Thank you, Tabsworth. Yeah. Moving on. Can certainly try. Yeah. Okay. He says, well, go ahead and do your worst. Okay. Yeah, I think that's we're just gonna keep walking on, walking you along. <laughs> Great. Um, what so time you, of day it is? It, it's is it? probably like <laughs> what time of day it is, my dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's probably like by the time you're doing all this, it's probably like late afternoon, and uh, you can like proceed back in the direction of um, uh, Ashbrook sure. until it starts to get dark, and then I guess your plan is to like make camp and essentially fuck up yes. watching this guy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Cool. So the evening comes. You guys make camp. Do you have like a secret code word for each other to like let yourselves know that it's on and like now's the time? Had you decided who's gonna be like on watch when he goes away or? Probably me, so that if he immediately grabs a weapon, I can just start fighting him. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's pretty bold. Cool. So I guess we're like, are we long resting? Um, yeah, we'll see you guys can learn because you can do watch as part yeah, of your long rest. Mm, yeah. So um, I guess you guys set up camp for the night. Mm -hmm. You notice that uh, Garrick is like, happily inspecting his rapier and he's just kind of like looking over he's like I think I could get used to this and uh, I think he's gained proficiency with the rapier <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gotten used to this yeah yeah um, so uh, why don't you guys tell me what happens over the course of the night how do you execute this plan like how do you know when to let the guy like run away or whatever so we're letting that happen when Duncan is on watch. How are you going to control when he yeah. does that? Is I the question. Well, I'll be the one who pretends to be asleep on watch. Mm. Mm. That seems like a good plan to me. So it kind of doesn't even matter what order we take the watches in. Should we just put you in the middle just to yeah. yep. keep him on his toes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you guys take a couple of sleeps and then uh, Garrick, I'll say that, so there's four of you, we'll say that like Jody goes first, then Garrick goes, and then Garrick comes in and like kicks Duncan awake and he's like, <clears throat> Can't. It's uh, your turn to keep watch. I gotta get some shut eye. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, playing a little bit of a, a little bit of a sleepy boy role here. He says, "Don't go falling asleep on watch again." 
says Garrick. And Dude, then uh, nice, Garrick. And then uh, <laughs> with the fucking alley oop. Yeah, Garrick uh, lies down in his little bedroll and he says, "I mean it. We've got a dangerous uh, prisoner here in custody, and uh, you know as well as I do." Garrick, stop. <laughs> He's done kind of say that like through his teeth. No, no. And, like, he's just like, stop. Like, through his teeth at Gary. Gary's just like, right, Ochi. Yeah. Just uh, don't go fall asleep. Like, like I'm about to do now. <laughs> and then he just immediately starts snoring loudly. Yeah. I think Garrick also picked up like, a, like a, an interesting actor. Yeah, he picked up an actor trait. That's right. Um, cool. So, what do you want to do? Um, I will um, basically. Start my watch just staring at... Tabsworth, Tabsworth? Tabsworth, Tabsworth. Yeah. <laughs> and gradually, maybe over like half an hour, I will kind of like relax my posture a little bit and do a little bit of, a little bit of the old kind of the thing where your uh, eyes are yeah. uh, your eyes a bit awake again. You know, where your eyes are kind of oh, gone. Man, and I then, love this. And you go like, oh. And then I'll <laughs> shuffle a bit more. <laughs> And then I'll do a little bit more of the whole, like, the eyes are going and, then, oh, and do a bit of that. And then eventually one of them takes me. Oh, man, that's amazing. It's like over the course of an hour. Yeah, yeah. rocks forward. This is a fucking Oscar-worthy performance from Duncan. Go ahead and make a deception or performance check with advantage for me because of how good that was. <laughs> And how supported you were by Garrick's lines. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and I'll make an insight check for um, my boy here. It literally doesn't matter whether it's performance or... Let's say performance, because really, yeah. it was a performance. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> so, in my flat modifier on that one, yeah. the advantage means I get to ignore the four yeah. and use the six. <laughs> Oh. Alright, I'm going to roll this guy's insight check. I mean, I don't know how to resolve this, because he got a three. <laughs> check. So I guess he's just like, nice. <laughs> that looks like a sleeping man to me. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, like probably like ten minutes after you like close your eyes, you hear him sort of like start rustling, and like you can hear like the ropes kind of like being, you know, like whoosh, whoosh, of like, you know, rope r- running through of course, like a rope. knot. You know, <laughs> what it sounds like. Yeah, when you have ropes. And yeah. <laughs> you know, like a cartoon, like when something gets tied up and it's like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, There's that, a cartoon rope sound. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. As he's undoing the ropes, because this is a cartoon. Yeah, that was perfect, dude. Thank you. Um, and then uh, you kind of like hear him like as quiet as he's getting... You know, I'll see, I'll see how he does on his stealth check. Eight. So he not very quietly, like, kind of, like, stumbles to his feet and, like, looks around the camp and, like, sees you there and then just kind of, like, just sort of, like, starts walking backwards out of the clearing because Garrick is holding his rapier while he's asleep. So you're hearing this, like, his footsteps, like, slowly moving away and then maybe, like, you know, a minute or two later you hear, like, him break into a flat-out sprint and he just starts running through the woods. Once I can't hear anything, I will open my eyes. Very good. So you can't hear anything, you open your eyes. And what now? I'll complete my watch. Great, you guys complete your long rest. You've successfully duped this boy. Hey everybody, it's me. Just wanted to blow through a few things in the middle of the episode here. First of all, I just wanted to say, 
Holy smokes, thank you all so much for your reactions to this show. We have so many more people listening already than we thought we would. You're all amazing. That all being said, if we want to keep on growing, then we need your help. We managed to get really high in the iTunes charts because we've got a lot of rates and reviews and we've leveled off on that a little bit. So if you haven't rated or reviewed and you like the show, please think about it. It's really, really helpful. Also, as always, tell a friend if you enjoy the show. And please talk to us on Facebook and Twitter. We seriously love to hear from you all and we might shout you out on the show. On that note, I'd like to give a huge shout out to James Cohen for making a bunch of sweet memes about us. So I guess that's the new bar for superfans. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. On with the show. So I guess your, your plan was to like head back directly on the line and like try and meet up with uh, with with Andrea and her party. Yep. Did yep. you guys like have any agreed like how you were going to meet up, where you were going to meet up? Well, presumably she told us the direction she was heading and we can kind of go back and go that way. Mm. Sure. And they're probably moving a little bit slower, you'd think, they're because they're probably yeah. injured. Maybe yeah, yeah. louder. No, well. I'll, I'll say you guys are moving definitely faster considering you're a smaller party and you're all quite fit. And, um, yeah, all, yeah. All, all, well, all yeah. quite vital and not carrying like wounded soldiers. Mm. Um, but also fit. Very fit. <laughs> so fit. Yeah. This is, it's probably worth like, in case there's any like fan artists out there. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I think we're all very attractive. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's like a very handsome party. Yeah. Because if you think about how gruff a dwarf Duncan is, he should have a negative charisma modifier, but it's flat because of how good looking he is. Oh, yeah. wait, yeah. Jody's got real bad charisma. Maybe Jody's kind of plain. Jody's like maybe, a Ryan no, Maybe you're really type. handsome, yeah. but people in like Carthus just a hate Spanish idiot. people. I think Jody, in my mind, he's like a Ryan Gosling type. Like, he's very handsome, but very awkward. You know? Maybe yeah. you were handsome, but you've been horrifically scarred. What if you're like an oh, Aragon type? Like, dark and brooding, and like you don't conversation well, but... Yeah, right. I feel like Aragon talks pretty well. As he becomes <laughs> more and more kingly, he does, certainly. But in the yeah. first film, when he's just Strider, he's just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. What is second breakfast? Never heard of it. You know, like he's not yeah, like, I mean, all, like, all cultures of. But he's men. still sexy when he's doing that. But that's what we're saying—that he's a sexy and uncharismatic. That's right. He's bigger. Yeah, awesome. all right. I, I just I want to get on the now. right side of I history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we're comparing you to Viggo Mortensen, you're on the right side of history. Hey, nice. <laughs> like, how glad must the producers be that they recast whoever was playing Aragorn? It was Sean Connery, dude. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No way that's it wasn't. The producers <laughs> wanted no Sean Connery for Gandalf. They wanted him for Gandalf, but he came in as Aragorn, and they're like, Sean, we want you as Gandalf. And he's like, I'm playing Aragorn, I've read the script, I've learned my lines, I'm playing Aragorn. Are you serious? Yeah. No. no! And then he, he broke his foot in that famous scene where he kicks the helmet, and that's why you can still hear, even though they've got Viggo Mortensen, there's like a legit Sean Connery scream, where he's yeah. just like, Argh! Well, they also made Vig- he- they also made Viggo retake it. That was yeah, his audition. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> break your foot on this helmet, you've got the part. yeah. yeah. But they used the Sean Connery scream because it sounded more authentic. It's yeah. actually the new Wilhelm scream. If you yeah. listen to The Force Awakens, half the stormtroopers who die yeah. are voiced by Sean Connery, technically. And they sound like this. <laughs> and then I'm going to edit back in me doing that exact same scream that I just did like four times in succession. <laughs> uh, 
good uh, stuff. Uh, that's good comedy. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I don't care. It's time to move on. Where so, were we? <laughs> yeah. So it was like late afternoon when you when you left and you headed over and you made this little camp and so it only takes you like most of the morning to get back to where you were. Um, and it's probably like, you know, late morning by the time you're back in the clearing where you had the conflict and you can proceed off in the direction that you knew that uh, Andrea was heading in with her group. So why don't you all make survival checks for me? Garrick will do the same. Sweet. 15 from me. 23 from your boy Jody. Five. A nice. Uh, yeah. Garrick got a nice 18. So between those roles, I would say that uh, you guys are able to like follow her trail reasonably well. And uh, again, because you're traveling faster, it's probably the rest of that day, uh, but you catch up with this group. Because they walked all day yesterday and all day today, and you catch up with Andrew and her people. And uh, as you, you kind of walk into the little place where they're setting up their camp for the evening, uh, she kind of like springs up at the, the sound of you approaching, with like spirit the ready. And then she sees it to you guys, she says, Oh, thank you for keeping your word and coming back. Did, uh, did the plan come off? I think we were all, like, just smugly nodding, I think. Like, yeah, arms okay. crossed, just kind of like... A wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would have liked to see him come to justice, but uh, it seems like you've managed to get him off our tail and uh, also your own, so I suppose you did what's right. Uh, well, you're welcome to join us by the fire that we've started. So, what do you guys, uh, what do, what do guys want to do? I guess, should we talk to them about the war, perhaps, and, like, things they've seen? Or? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? Did you ever see any remarkable weaponry or tactics? The Eastern League, uh, when they came to the valley that we were living in to uh, commence war with the kingdom, they brought with them machines like I've never seen before. She has sort of a hard time describing them because she's never seen anything like these, but like it's essentially she's describing like siege weaponry kind of shit like trebuchets and like little small scale catapults and like the um like huge mounted crossbows like on wheels and stuff like a ballista yeah ballista like stuff that the kingdom just doesn't have despite being uh overwhelmed on numbers and uh, magical abilities they could do amazing things with these machines and it was truly truly dreadful to see i can't stress enough uh how grateful i am for you all for, for helping us find our way to sanctuary I wish I had something to offer you, which is the only reason that I'm asking you. What are you all doing? I understand that you're running as well. What brings you here? I'm afraid we just can't tell you. Fair enough. We, uh, we are trying to help. I'm glad to hear that. That's what the world needs right now. Let's do a quick like character check-in. How is everybody thinking? How's everybody feeling? And what do you think you guys are looking for? What do you want to do? Like, What's your next plan? You're escorting these guys to Sanctuary and... Well, I want I to go to a library, really. Yeah. I, I want to go to a knowledge centre. It's like a town with a library. Yeah. Something like that. I Yeah, I think Jody's probably more... Learned I mean, people. Is, Honestly, the monks might be our best bet. Uh, Jody's into that, but also on a larger scale, like, getting unseen to Carthus is something I want. I'm very much eager just to get to Carthus. Like, I'm a bit bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love the idea that these guys are like... Like, we want to help these people, and Gisele's like, ah, if it's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just bored. I'm chaotic just... neutral, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's a t shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very true. Um, Garrick wants to know where you guys are heading. So he'll sit down with Andrew and say, uh, give me a closer look at this uh, map to Sanctuary. And uh, she pulls it out and she shows it to him. Says, she says, well, uh, I don't know the area that well, having come from the outskirts, but. I think we're roughly here, and she points to a region, the Ashwood, and she says, and my understanding is that a good day or two in this direction we should find 
sanctuary. That's what the other refugees told me. And uh, Garrick takes a look at the map for a minute, and uh, he says, do you mind if I uh, borrow this for a minute? She says, uh, by all means. And then he's like, oi, come over here, lads. He, he pulls you aside and says, <clears throat> you still looking for a library, Duncan? Yeah. So we happen to be uh, about to head through the best stocked library in the Ashwood. And uh, he shows you the map. And in order to get to Sanctuary, you guys are going to have to cross the river, which is known as the Ash Brook, which is the name of the river. That Ashbrook town sits kind of in a bend of, and it's been weaving its way through the river. You guys are on one side of it, and the region that's marked to be sort of roughly sh- Sanctuary is on the other side. And the nearest crossing is at this town, which is not marked on this map that she has, but uh, Garrick knows, and he says, this is Aldbridge. It's uh, a town that... Uh, hosts the largest library in the area. It was chosen because it's on like a... So the river sort of like forks and there's an island in the river and the town is on the island. It obviously has bridges on either side. And uh, the reason that it was chosen, he explains, is because like you're in a wood that sometimes has like fires. The best place to keep your like incredibly valuable book repository is on a little island, which obviously still could catch fire, but it's like fire breaked from the rest of the, the forest. And he's like, if you're looking for information, we could probably pop in there but uh honestly i don't know if that's too high risk activity oh we're definitely doing that we could always send a little invisible boy (laughs) how long does invisibility last for only an hour that's not too bad well there you go so so that's garrick's sort of two cents on the issue like on your way to sanctuary you're gonna have to head past well you're gonna have to cross the river in some way and the easiest crossing is at Aldbridge. well yeah let's head for there should we go and ask andrew if that's okay yeah, that's that's true, given that we sort of had to like lead her people mm-hmm. through there, but yeah, I think let's do that. So you head back and tell her that you want to go to this town along the way? Which totally should be called Bookbrook. <laughs> dude, dude, Ash Book. Oh, nice. That's yeah. also extremely good. Yeah. yeah. That's what they'd call it after the fires. Uh, <laughs> classic. Um, so you head back to Andrea and you tell her about this and she says... I won't lie to you, I'm not uh, that thrilled about the idea of passing through a town. I was hoping we could try and ford the river ourselves somewhere else. But uh, if you guys think it'll be safe and that's what you want to do on the way, we're in your debt and uh, I suppose we can make it work. Or maybe it's best if you guys hold camp for a moment or a day whilst a couple of us get into the town more subtly. How about we uh, head in the direction of Aldbridge? You guys stay camping in the forest outside town. Uh, give us a day to get in, get out, get what we need, and then we'll continue on our merry way. Um, Jody likes his plan. Okay, great. So um, the next day you guys head out for Aldbridge, and it takes you, I'm going to say, like, I don't know, half a day to get basically to the area where you can see, like, you're coming sort of through the woods and you're coming back up on the road, the road through the <laughs> Ashwood. And uh, you can see, like, the re- you can start to hear the sounds of the river in the distance, and then you can see this long stone bridge uh, leading directly from the road into this little island in the middle of the river. What do you guys want to do? You will notice that there are, like, guards on the bridge, kind of halfway up the bridge. Should one of us stay with the party? Wink, wink, Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Garrick should. Okay, Garrick's fine with this. He says, yeah, quite happy to sit here and try out my new toy. He pulls out his rapier and just starts like fucking just like poking trees and shit. I think maybe he was just gonna like murder the refugees. 
That's a very dark turn for Gary. Yeah, yeah. He's like a, a, a good aligned character that Natus wants to murder a bunch of refugees. That's right. So he's going to stay with the group there, mm-hmm. and you guys will head on into the town. How are you going to do it? Probably as stealthily as possible, right? Like, so, yeah. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Let me paint you a scene here. We'll see that the whole river is like 250 metres across, and then there's this like island in the middle. It's not a very big island. It's essentially like a town. There's a little keep on it. There's like a few other buildings, and there's a place essentially that they store books for safekeeping to prevent like fires from getting to them. So there's minimal burnable material on the island, uh, which also means minimal foliage cover. And uh, it's reasonably small and pokey. People pass through there all the time. There's an inn. There's just like a couple of little buildings. It's like a, a rest stop. Would we be able to watch the bridge and see whether the guards are asking for people's papers as they cross? Sure. You could definitely do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to just kind of like chill in the forest and? and, yeah, and I think. Well, I think we'll scope it out for a bit before we actually yeah. head there. See what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what do we actually want to get from the library? Is, do we want to talk with someone there? Are we looking for like some books that look reminiscent? Because um, it's the sort of thing where we could literally do a stealth mission with invisibility and send someone in. Um, what's the general vibe? I think we probably want to get the party in because if we send one person in invisible and they get found somehow, it's immediately suspicious. But if we just kind of walk in, pay for a room at the inn maybe, have a little look at the library. Oh, we've heard about this famous library here at Bookbrook. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Act like we're meant to be there sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Just like curious tourists as we head on. Nothing for people to be alarmed about. Mm. If it then looks like we're going to have an issue taking any books, invis from there, far less risk of discovery on a shorter invis. Love that. That's a... Sounds like a good operation. Like yeah. that's, that's what a well-planned operation yeah. from John Khan, our Definitely. military operator. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, great. So you, your plan is literally to just like walk along the bridge. Are you going to try and disguise yourselves at all? Yeah, I Are think. You gonna... Should we attempt to like sort of hide, or like at least like I guess cloak it up, sort of thing? Should we swap some clothes with the refugees? We have the leather and chains. Richly tied black leather. Yeah, I'm into it. If that's the route you guys want to go down. Wear the leather. It does mean like deception roll after deception roll. But I feel like we probably shouldn't be like, this is who we are anyway. You know what I mean? And there's probably going to be some deception. But if we're like, oh, we're just passing through. I guess that's not a lie. <laughs> it's literally not. But like, are we, are we, are we, like with the house with our names, are we going to be like, these are our names? Like, I imagine guards at like a... Well, should we just go in with some fake names? That means the second rolls, but yeah. Yeah. You can just do the talking for us if you want. <laughs> and give you a bit of guidance. She's been extremely good at that so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. So you're coming up with a story? Names, with it? I think I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, all right. Some fake names. <laughs> <coughs> uh, I'm not going to talk because I don't want to make a deception roll. Uh, I guess just uh, tell them I'm a, a bit of a grumpy dwarf. So just say something kind of racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, cool. that'll um, play well. It, it gets people on side as long as they're not dwarves. And maybe tell them that my name instead of Duncan is like uh, I don't know. What are you guys going to be called? I think Jody. I'm going to call myself Vigo. Okay, yeah. I love it. That's so on brand for uh, this whole discussion. Mm. Very good. Well, well, in that case, I'm gonna be Reese Davies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the actor who plays Gimli? He's John Reese Davies. Right, Reese okay. Davies. All yeah. right, so we John Reese Davies. We got Vigo. We got Reese Davies. <laughs> Does Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the trio, yeah. but like yeah. we can swap you out. All right, 
So there we go. We've got our, our party. Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen, <laughs> Reese Davies, and Liv Tyler. Well, I feel like, okay, just call me John Reese Davies. Alright, so do you guys want to, like, you're just going to saunter into town? Are you going to try and, like, change your look at all, wear some different clothes, haircuts? I'm going to take off my camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. Just remove the fig leaves yeah. from your articles of clothing. Just wash off the mud. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine I sort of have like my monk robes and common clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my common clothes and not cool. my monk robes. It's purely aesthetic. Okay. But, you know. I think I'm already dressed like a commoner. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, the problem is if I take off my armor, then you can just spend a round getting dressed. No, it takes a long time. Really? Time. Yeah. How long? Like that'd be like no more armor until you get a rest, basically. Can we shave his head? <laughs> Can they shave his head? Yes. We All right. We shave his they head. shave, like, it's very prison break now. <laughs> very, like, on the run. First thing you do, you got to cut your hair off. So I imagine that you probably have, like, a like, quite a long dwarven beard, right? That's yeah. how I've imagined it. Yeah. So now you just, like, shave and bald this huge beard. That's yeah. a fresh look, dude. That's a very yeah. cool look. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Very good. So, so do, do we just use his greatsword? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or one of your daggers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to have a hand axe, but the dagger makes more sense. Didn't I cast Cloud of Dagger on his head? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the <laughs> earliest <laughs> used of an electric razor. Cloud of Daggers to the head. <laughs> <laughs> So, you guys disguise yourselves with some stupid bullshit, and you <laughs> walk across the bridge uh, over to this little island holding uh, depository in Book Brook, as uh, it's not known, but we'll allow it. You walk up to these guard posts in the middle, and like they're not asking for papers, but they do stop everyone who comes along, and the guard says, what are your names and what's your business? Good morning, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Liv Tyler, these are my companions, John Rhys-Davies and Viggo Mortensen. Those um, are... Curious names, I haven't heard those types before. Is, Thank uh, you, from where we come from, curious names are a mark of superiority. And where would that be? Uh, um, just from Ashbrook is where we're from. Oh, I've got a cousin in Ashbrook. Who, uh, would, you heard, would he have heard of you? <laughs> Probably, we've got these crazy names. You can write to him and then wait three days for a response <laughs> yeah, to I find would, out. Yeah, I definitely yeah. will. What were they again? Liv Tyler, John Reese davies and Viggo Mortensen? Okay, alright, that's interesting. Anyway, we just, we want to see the library. We've heard all about it and we've come on this little trip to see it. The library? Well, uh, it's a good library. I can't read myself, but uh, I've heard it's a good library. Make a deception check. With uh, guidance. 22. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good deception check. <laughs> Certainly better than seven. So, uh, yeah, he's like, well, uh, enjoy the library. Uh, and then the three of you head across the bridge into the town, and uh, what, do you, what do you guys want to do now? Straight to the library? I think given that we didn't even pretend we weren't interested in the library, like, we totally should. Yeah. Uh, it'd be almost weird for us not to head straight to the library. <laughs> oh, we're just here for the library. Why are they in the inn? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, They're here for our famous ales. Yeah. Get them. Um, so, you guys walk into this town, and you can see there's, like, as I said, there's, like, a lack of foliage. There's some stone buildings, and this is, like, a reasonably old stone building. <laughs> I would like to make a, a history check with advantage because it's based on stonework. Okay, go right ahead, Duncan. <laughs> and I'd like to know who built this town. <laughs> so because of advantage, I get to ignore my three uh, and use my 19. With that, I'll say that you know, just because it's history of stone, that this particular town was built by the Ald family, A-L-D. The current lady of the town is Lady Ald. 
uh, and she lives in this keep, and it's essentially like their duty to just keep this town from burning the fuck down. And you also know, this is interesting, with that uh, nice history check, this was some, some extra little flavor knowledge, that Lady Ald is a famous loyalist of the king. So there you go. Mm. You're heading to this library, which is this like reasonably large, very old stone building. It's got two stories. And uh, above the door walking in, there is a plaque that reads, The Bastion of Knowledge in the Forest. Uh, I, I think as we're heading in, Jody I think turns to Duncan sort of thing, or the, to, to the team, um, and the squad, the squad as as it were, uh, and is like, before we get in there, should we say that we are here, uh, history buffs, perhaps, <laughs> or perhaps not showing the journal or anything quite so foolish? Yeah, let's not show anyone the journal, um, and not say anything about that. Let's try and find all, what we all want. All the cine without, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, let's not mention any of that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what do you got? You head into the building. I'm going to suggest that perhaps I feign an interest as an amateur cartographer so we can check out some of the Amazing. more detailed maps. Very sure. I love this idea. <laughs> so you guys walk in and uh, sitting at the desk of the library is this like full-blooded elf man uh, who introduces himself as you walk in and he says, Welcome to the library. My name's Mr. Arnold. I'm the caretaker and head librarian. What are you looking for today? Good day, sir. Um, <laughs> may I please view your maps? Maps? Well, there's dozens, if I dare say not hundreds to thousands of maps scattered around. What specific maps are you interested in? I just really like to look at maps, but... I mean, the general area would be nice because, you know, I'll be able to see the sites that I know. Okay. Uh, he pulls out a tome and he starts flipping through it and he, he arrives at this section and he says, Hmm, local cartography. Uh, I suggest you head down to section G45 and points to, like, a stack of, like, shelves in, like, the rear of the ground floor of the library. I guess I walk off and leave my boys. Okay. Great. I mean, you guys could follow her. <laughs> you don't have why, to stop. Why did you abandon us? Yeah. Didn't, weren't you a history buff? Don't you want to oh. get some other books? I mean, I'm going to stay on brand and say fucking nothing and just stand at the door <laughs> looking like a dick. <laughs> that, is okay. on, that is on brand. So Duncan's just going to stand at the door and be like... Yeah, I guess I... like. I, I, well, I guess I'll take like a general wander looking for anything historical. What type of history in particular are you going to be looking for? Well, I like anthropology, I'm thinking. As in, I'm trying to sign us up about, like, the Cine. Cine? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, anthropology. so you're just looking for references to the Cine? Yeah, or? I think so. Or, like, civilizations in um, Carthus and that sort of thing. Okay, this is a huge library. You're not going to ask the guy? Um, no. Okay, go ahead and make a, I don't know, what do you think? Investigation, Investigation check. That is a nat 20, my friend. Okay, <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Jody takes to searching the library with rigor. He pours through the racks and shelves and finds himself in the history and anthropology section, which is full of information about Carthus, the origins and stories of the royal family, as well as countless other groups, places, and events. There are subdirectories, similar to Mr. Hammond's book, in each of the sections, which Jody scours for any reference to the Cine. He finds nothing. Jody, however, doesn't give up that easily. He feels like he's onto something, and it's so close he can almost taste it. 
He begins looking for any information regarding the history of clandestine magical groups, and slowly finds himself moving out of the anthropology section, and into the section containing semi-mythical histories. Things which may have been, but are shrouded in half-truths and exaggerations. Jody's careful investigation of the subdirectories turns his attention to a handful of choice-sounding tomes about ancient cults and magical organizations. Excited now, Jody hunts down these references in the shelves, but it's strange. Out of the countless tomes and volumes in the library, you'd expect a few to be missing or misfiled. But it seems to Jody that every single one of the books he was looking for is simply not there. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.